actually. Yeah. Because I'm only getting it in one side of these stereo cans. I'll have to get a deputy from that now. Yeah, I've made up all these leads to um, turn um, stereo phono plugs into mono. Yeah, these are these dreadful little two mil, two mil things. Right. Yeah. Let me just turn 160 up. Oh, it does sound rather muffalo. Yeah. Fairly muffalo. There seems to be a hum. It's probably just acoustic hum. Now, ladies and gentlemen listening to this, this is history in the making. After 20 years, <laughs> we'll get there eventually. We're slowly getting back on, a bit at a time. I'll turn the Audimax off so I uh, don't get confused with levels. We're on the bypass. Oh, and I've got one. Heart bypass, there we are. <laughs> right, the Audimax is into... Uh, oh, yes, pick that back in there, thanks. Linear mode. How do you mean back into linear mode? Not like no limiting. It it's straight through, but there's still the um, there's the discriminant and the uh, volume max, and the uh, big one in line. So it's just stopping the uh, AGC rather than limiting. Oh, right. Otherwise, it's sort of there's a hundred dB of gain reduction. It's hard to know what's going on. Ah. I'll just I'll have a look behind the limbs here and make sure I'm not doing something stupid like. Feeding out the de-emphasised audio or something. Righto. Kilohertz AM. And uh, we're getting a, a direct broadcast from VKAML via our internet optic fibre link. Right. RF. I'll turn the ident machine off. Yeah, there seems to be some intermod hum. I reckon you could probably drop the uh, bass by about 20 dB because I can equalise here. What, when I was experimenting, I found I could really reduce the bass and have lots of tings, and then you can equalise the tings out, and that gets rid of your hiss, so it's not so bad. It sort of works in your favour. And... Um, Right. Oh, right. Well, this is all very good. Uh, this is a test transmission on the uh, 13th, 14th. It must be the 14th of March. Beware the Ides of March. And the Ides of March, I think, are the 15th of March. Or the 18th. Oh, You've got one more minute of March the 13th. <laughs> right. Right. Oh, no, hang on. What am I saying? It's March the 14th today. The Ides of March? I forget my... It was in Shakespeare, wasn't it? 
in Julius Caesar. Yep, Julie baby Caesar. Went for a Caesar. Hello, are we going on? No, you're still on. Hmm. These are actual test transmissions. We're trying to establish a fire link. Um, yeah. Have you got the, that handheld radio nearby? Yeah, it's right next to me. Here. Look, be interesting just to see. D drop off the one you're on now and just come on with the little tenors. I just want to have a look at the S-meter, see how much... Uh, OK. ..whether you get through from the room there. Right. Right. And, um... Right, OK. I think it probably might sound more fine. Oh, there's Feedy's back. Oh, I see. It's probably Feedy back from you listening to it there. That's about... That sounds much better. Hello, hello. Oh, yes, that, that's quite acceptable. Oh, where's the microphone? Yeah, are we there? Hello? Yes, there we are, yes. I can almost hear some trebs there. That um, sounds just sort of comms quality. Those, those handhelds had... Um, the mic was mounted on the circuit board behind the speaker, so they always sounded like a box. So that's why I put the mic where it is. But that's uh, only about half the strength, well, almost the same strength as the other meters, so maybe when we get things set up, we can uh, adjust uh, the direction of the tenors or coax or something, who knows. At least the speech on this thing's reasonably clear, a bit like a Ting's, but anyway. Oh, yes, it's Ting's quality. It is a denser microphone, but no doubt it's going through clippers and things. Oh, it doesn't sound too bad. Yeah, well, the other one compared to that is really on the uh, boom, boom. No trips at all on another system. I'll have to go and do runs around with the hyzers, I think. Yes, I think you'll need to do... Well, look, do you want to do um, do tests and... Um... Walk around listening to various patch positions. OK, look, um, in an hour or so, I'll, uh, I usually, I'll, I'll probably drop off, maybe see if anyone's around a bit later on, and uh, then we'll um, do some tests or something. At that stage, right. if you're still on, yep. and two locals usually on anyhow. All right. Okay. I'll go back and do listens and, and do some testing. Okay. Morning. Morning. Uh, this is uh, you're listening to History in the Making. Yes, the the branch might be coming back on. Who knows? Seems to be having a few technical problems at the moment. Uh, we're listening on two local. We'll now go to um, the other. Let's see. What's the other channel we go to? Four thirty nine nine two five. Signal. Uh, uh, uh. Oh, it's almost sounding acceptable now. now. I've still got a bit of hum there, something. Yes. I can hear it. Yes, you can hear it, and it's probably just overdeeping a bit on bass. But anyway, have a listen and talk and, and check it out. Wasn't that just unbelievable hearing the knock? I haven't heard him since. Well, seen him the last time was my a birthday party here about four years ago. I think you were here too. That's right. When we did film missions, I think. That's right, and that's the last time I've ever seen the man. And there he is, his first listen. First listen for many a year. It's quite unfortunate about the um, the weak rear neighbour there. It is a bit bad, isn't it? I've had some similar effects here with the side neighbour. Right. So, um, yeah, it sounds like one may as well go for broke and put the thing up 25 metres or whatever it is. That's right. And make it super, super tall. That's most odd about a card from the department, too. I would have thought it had come from the... Um, the council, the I council. think. It was the council, I think. Oh, OK. 
mechanics. I can't see why. I don't think the department have got the slightest interest in anything. Things like that. Well, anything anymore. Unless it makes money for them. Mm. It was the building department. Uh, okay, that's all right. So, Look, I'll, I'll just put patch you through the wide sievers again. Oh, OK. Because of the narrow bell sievers. Now, I'm um, just working out if I want to listen on the wide sievers, it comes through there. Yes, I can do this. Stand by. I'll just go and get another fag. Oh, <laughs> right. I just like the old days. Stand by. Standing by. I'll drop it off for a sec. Right. Yeah. Right, I'll wait till we come back, because the, uh, the wide sievers, of course, doesn't have a squelch. It's straight off the discriminator. Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, listening to this on uh, 1850 kilohertz AM, 147, 475 or 3670 kilohertz, history in the making. Yes, is the branch, is this just another 10-yearly brief appearance of the branch or will he come on on a more regular basis? Probably not. He'll probably realise it's the most boring thing he can do on a Saturday night, but uh, we're just doing tests here. And... Um, we must admit uh, we had uh, thank you our our listener in Albury did come through. Where was that? That was Albury, wasn't it? Albury, yes. S ten on eighty and S nine on one sixty apparently. Oh yeah. S ten. So eighty gets out quite a bit better. Well there it does, although results that I've had over the last you know, I know locally here Say Phillip Island, the 80 is hopeless. So is 160, in fact. Yeah, so it must go straight over there. It must. It must go up and over. How far is that? About 60 or 70k. Yeah, to P Island. Yeah, down to P Island. Yeah. Not, not that far, I suppose. Now, if you look at, if you go to the beach at Cowes and you look straight north, you can see the Mon the Ming Wing at Monash. Oh, there you go. So it's really, it's like a long way to get down by road, but actually in, in direct line it's not very far at all. Mm. Oh. OK, I'll just patch in this five bill sievers. OK, doke. So um, I'm going to change that. There's probably lossy coax here. Hmm. Uh. <laughs> I hope I don't get cuted with all these wires. Now, that should... Um... Hmm. People call me Patches. Yeah, I think what happens is um, with narrowband FM, it doesn't seem to like bass very much. Oh, oh the, the wide sievers doesn't. Um, no sievers seems to. Oh. The experiments I did here, I just had uh, stuff going through and you sort of have it pretty shrill and I just equalised it here in a graphic and sort of cut the bass and boomed the boom uh, to sound reasonably flat. But uh, that's not too bad. Um... Of course, being a wide sieve is a bit of hiss on the line. Um, be interesting to see moving the uh, beamies around. Whether you get a, are you using all that coax? Yeah, I just I just walked out the door and threw it down the um, Fine. table on the landing. I could go and do moves, or it's pointing sort of vaguely in your direction, and I don't think they're too directional off the front. As a rule, beamies they've got a sharp knob on the side, haven't they? Yes, they have. Um, you could walk out with a sievers and just 
move it around, I suppose. Um, Is that, I suppose it's... Uh... Yeah, I can't really do that at the moment. Right, I, no, fair enough. I took the... Um, it's quite strange, the converted mantle radio... Yeah. ...upstairs in Andy's room can only just hear you. Is that right? And Andy was trying to listen. Right. ...up there, so... Um, I quickly unplugged the GX sievers and took that up, so he's listening on that now. So what is the mantle sievers a bit deaf? I don't know what it is. But it's the mantle sievers is just picking up on a long wire. Right. And it's getting all sorts of vision spherence and all sorts of crud. Right. But the, um, the GX on its ferrite rod... Oh, that was an interesting I'm effect. I'm just equalising things. Oh, OK. The GX on its um, bit of um, built-in ferrite rod... Uh, you're coming through... Well, it's a, it's a fine signal. So it has improved over the uh, other tenors? Yeah, well, it's sort of like about strength one on the um, mantle sievers and about ten over nine on the GX, so I can't quite make of that. That's interesting, isn't it? I think, um, yeah, long wire tenors are pretty hopeless, really. Yeah, I think it, it seems to work better without any external tenors connected. Yeah, or just, uh, just wind a ferrite or something, or a... Um... Now, you're going for a swish there. Oh, Probably UHF does tend to do that. You are vertical, I hope, Branch. Uh, no, it's just lying on the ground. I should flip it round 90 degrees, actually. But, I mean, the tenors is vertical. No, 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 it's just sitting flat. Oh, it's sitting horizontal. So it'll be basically horizontal. Oh, well, there's oh. 20 dB. I'll go and flip it round. Yes. <laughs> well, I quite literally just dropped it on the table. Fair enough. OK. Well, so this, this could be an interesting effect to see what happens here. I'll see if I go for a burn factor. I don't think you will. Five watts in one end of 60 foot of bash coax would be one watt out the other end. True. But hey, anyway... Looks like old video coax or something. Yeah, it's, it's, t it's radio parts, to TV coax. Hang on, can I prop it again? Just looking for a square object here. Square. Uh, let's see, a pile of videotapes? No. So it's actually in the room. Oh, virtually. It's at the same level as the room. Right. You know, the sunroom. Yes. Well, yes. When, you, when you open the sliding door, there was a barbecue table sitting outside the door. Right. It's just sitting on that. Um, hang on. Right, stand by and I'll organise something. OK, he's organising something. Hang on. Um, you to drop it off? Uh, well, you'd better leave it on because um, the, uh, I'm not listening on non-squelched sievers. OK. I mean, those PAs and those things never seem to pop. Unless you put 28 volts well, on them. I'll turn the microphones down so I, can, okay. um, so I can hear you. OK, and I'll give you directions as to the hiss and that. I wonder if you can hear it on the uh, local tenors. I can hear it on the handheld, actually. So that's pretty amazing. It must be wrong polarisation. If I can actually hear it in the handheld meters and um Ah, this is a test missions. Doesn't seem to be doing a great deal at this moment. It's going for a swish. Swishing noisy of a null there. That's it. That's that's fully quietening. That's it. Huh. <laughs> All the noise has gone. <laughs> we can now uh, wind up the 10kc. Well, that made a big difference to the readings, whatever you did then. I wonder what he did. 
The interesting thing is I can't hear it in the handheld missus anymore. Maybe it's vertical or some silly thing. I wouldn't be surprised. Those beams are a bit strange. They're, um, they were made experimentally and they've got funny lobes and things all over the place. But, uh, yeah, basically that's almost fully quietening now. It okay. It, right. it would be fully quietening on a narrow sievers. Yeah, all right. Well, it's, it's just sitting on a plastic garden chair. Right. So getting it up in the roof or on top of the roof would probably help. Now, what I... S length of coax. Yeah. Like well, if, if I put the rig up in the ceiling so it's right next to the tenors... Yeah, you'll save a lot of problems so there. So we don't lose 20 dB. That's right. Hmm. So... Yeah. I, probably you could boost the treble by about 10 dB and cut the bass by about 5. Yeah, well, it's, it's strange. Like, there's trebs boost in the mixer anyway. Yes. I suppose it might help if I talk into the microphone. Because um, there's always trebs there on 160. There's about 10 dB of boost there. And the rest of it's just flat. Right. Although the boost is at some weird frequency, like about 10K or something. So I don't know whether that would really do much. Probably not. Um, and of course the other thing I could probably do during the week is pull the lid off the, the black box and do some tests into dummy load do yes. some frequency runs or whatever you've, got, you've given me that little thing with the discriminator output that's right yeah I think that discriminator output may as I said may be via a very um, small value passages so the base end will be a yeah. waste of time yeah, yeah so um but uh, I should have given you the handbook for that with all the circuits and things. Hmm. But it's sounding not too... I mean, look, it's sounding OK. It's sounding much better than uh, cast missions. Um, I wonder how it sounds at... Uh, oh, the wick's probably not there, but I uh, wonder how it sounds on his meters. It's probably super muffled on an ordinary meters. Oh, hang on. I'll, I'll do undrops. OK. Hang on, we've just got two bits of wire twisted here. Here we go. Rip. Oh, right, thank you. Uh, no, it sounds all right. It sounds quite acceptable on the sievers here. Um, in fact, it sounds good on the um, on the 92 sievers because it's got a little squawk speaks. <laughs> <laughs> Everything sounds fine through yeah. them. But, uh, no, it sounds quite good. Um, the signal's dropped quite a bit since uh, you've oriented the tenors the right way. It's interesting now, you were getting over Tony, but now you're just a squiggle over him. Yeah, well, I'm just uh, running one watt at the moment. Right. Um, but, yeah... Um, yeah, that is, that is interesting. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm, yeah, I want to chuck it in soon, but I'm just sort of curious to hear these fundamental adjustments at these tenors and that. Well, I'm recording this because this is the historic missions after 20 years. Oh, yes. The appearance. I run a branch, twist those wires <laughs> together, and uh, I'll just uh, have a look at it, listen at it. Listen at it, look at it. Ah, uh, yes. Okay. We're doing twists again here. I tried finding the... Um, I was just looking for the pair of wires that used to go out the window at Park Street to control emitters. Oh, yeah. Off the, uh, off the mic switch. I couldn't find them. But they'd be in Park Street, wouldn't they? No, no, the, the actual connections um, oh. out the back of the mixer. Oh, when you put the key down at the Yeah, off turn. the key. Mm. There's two pairs of wires coming out of there, but neither of them was the mix, so... Right. Not to worry, we'll look for that later. Like, I wasn't really intending to come on tonight. I thought, oh, I was thinking I was going to be stuck at work till midnight anyway. Right. Ugh. Oh, look, I gathered that, but I thought, well, we'll just... Uh, the, the more you test, the, the, the you get things into... You know, oh, yeah. The only way to work out the problems and things is to uh, to do tests. Are <laughs> you pouring your drinkies? Fiends. 
fiends, is it? Oh, right. Oh, I've got some fiends left over from work. You know, oh, good. In a vacuum flask. Uh-huh. Yeah. Now, yes, as the, the base on those missions, what I found was, for some reason, the uh, because it's going through a narrow filter on the receive side, mm. um, the base tends to have an edge on it unless you really cut it back. Right. But that's no problem uh, unless you've got hum on the missions on, on the receive missions. You can certainly boost lots of bass, and it doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, the problem is, of course, uh, having to boost treble, and that makes hiss. So uh, it's better to be in a situation where you can cut the treble down. Yeah, exactly. Um, treble boosties going in there at the moment, or at the moment it's sort of coming through basically flat. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, so I get an idea what's happening. But I've got a graphic here. I can uh, I can fiddle faddle with. And uh, do all the adjustments online, so that should be all to the good. Mm, all right. So, uh, yeah, that's a sitting in a little room there with a the mic on the uh, the stand. Here it is, actually. You've got very good eyesight there, Mr. Stu. Yes, we're looking through our spider-covered window here. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Mm. Yeah, I've just got the rig sitting on the bench. Yeah. I've pulled it out in a great hurry. Yeah. And um, this is VK3ASE, working cross-band... 160 metres to various frequencies with VK3 AML. Hmm. Well, what, when you get the system um, uh, better organised, we'll be able to uh, organise some scripts and uh, some uh, work out what to talk about in controversial subjectives, subjectables and things. Yeah, what can be controversial these days? Mm. Politics, that's always controversial. Oh, yes, I guess it is. What's happening in politics nowadays? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is uh, this is all very good. Well, it's not too bad. It's um, the coax is probably soaking up quite a bit of Bill Powers. Well, the knock's probably still listening. We say morning to the knock. Morning to the knock. What is the knock giving away? All these two-meter equipments, or he did mention he could come on six. Oh right. And that's one band I haven't really got. You know, the egg. The egg was telling me that six was fairly active when he dropped in the other night. I didn't really? realize that. Hmm. He said the wick's on there. Now apparently the egg got his CW. Yes, yes, last, um, oh, about a week ago. That's very good. And I think he said he only made one mistake. He missed one character or something. Oh, yes. What is it, ten words a minute now, isn't it? Something like that, yeah. But, um, yeah, I failed CW three times. Right, yeah. So it took me about a year to get mine. Oh, well, he's done very well. Hmm. So he will have a big bitters now. Yeah. yeah, I think he said it would take about a week to get a call, and apparently EGG was not... Um, listed. Oh, good. So he might be able to get VK3 egg. Wouldn't that be amazing after all these years? Total laugh. Mm. Well, apparently he's not very well set up for missions. No, he's just in a tin booth. Living in a garage at the moment. I suppose he could load the garage up. Well, <laughs> I suppose he could. <laughs> I mean, HF missions is a pain in the, in the you know. Well, it, is, it is when you're living in a cramped space like that. Mm. Yes, it's... Uh, and you can't really put a tower up. That's right. Sort of doing, you know, rent missions. Yeah, it's, uh, it's very awkward. You need to have, as I was talking to the Wick earlier, some of these... Um, if the Wick and I think we've got problems, I suppose. Mm. Mm. The egg's got many, many more. Well, we should just all put our money together, buy a bit of swamp out near lav Lavatory Ton North. Well, I'm looking around at the moment. Mm. Sort of try and organise something like you've got. Oh, yes. How would you go from YJ? Um, With a... Quarter wave, if you... Ha, ha, ha. 160 from there is... It's sort of on the mountain, really, isn't it? It is hopeless. 
I've done some tests. At one stage I had a... I put a forest phone up there, running 10 watts into a full-length 160-metre dipole up about 70 feet, which would be a very good tenors if you could have it up anywhere else. A dipole? Yeah. What, horizontal? Yeah. Yeah. Because I've tried experiments with verticals, and I had a... Um, basically uh, you know, 50 foot vertical with a top loading section between two trees right. and an earth thing and all sort of jazz and I ran a 10 watt forest phone into it and went for a drive to do some field tests and ooh, about a kilometre down the road it was in the noise oh. and you drive down the valley it was in the noise and I drove up over the top of Mount Donabuang and down that road that sort of uh, ends up at Healesville and it was just so weak and you could see the pl- you know it was about 2k away and you couldn't see couldn't could hardly hear it is that is that sort of up the mountain at all though? oh it's halfway up the mountain yeah oh okay well it's wasting your time then so and the, ver- the, the so I thought well maybe we could get away with um, horizontal so I put the uh, horizontal up oh no I wouldn't bother with horizontal so Unfortunately, it is just a useless place for mitting 160. 80 mm. would be okay. Yeah. I could put a dipole up for 80. In fact, it's useless. In fact, listening there, um, you, 3MP, which is probably about 30k away... Oh, that's a good test. Yeah, you, just, you can't even hear it. Well, that's, that's the best test you could probably do. Yep. And even the cast stations, um, 3LO, 3AR, Radio National now, of course... They, they come in, then there's these just super deep fades for about five minutes where it's super stored you can't understand a thing. So you're only getting Skywave. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. In fact, it's probably how I was inter- got interested in missions because we used to go up there years ago when I was about two years old. Was that, was that your dad's block? Well, that's right, yeah, he bought it in 1952. Ah. And we had the old Pi valve sievers, battery mm. valve sievers, and it had a loop tenors in the back, and the only way it could work up there, you had to unscrew the back and lift that off and have the... Because it used to shield the tenors, good design. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember listening to the Seavers, and it was just like space missions, a super deep fades. Then it would come up, you'd hear a few words that would just go into the super deep fades again. I mean, there's just no sky wave gets up there. Yeah. And even in the daytime, say on the car Seavers, all the stations are just a hiss. And uh. MPs even just a, Like, the higher up the dial you get, the more hissy they are. So, unfortunately, uh, it just no, is not very good for uh, MF missions. Mm. You need a swamp at uh, Lavatory Ton or somewhere like that, or down Cranburn somewhere. Yeah. Now, uh, my sister lives at Cranburn. Does she want a tenors? I don't think she'd mind. She's got about 20 acres. That sounds, that sounds a very good idea. What's Cranburn like? It wouldn't be too bad. It's flat. It's swamp country. Um... She's actually sort of uh, at Cardinia, which is uh, out the back of Cranbourne. I suppose it'd be on a line between... Uh, I think it's halfway between Berwick, Turridan and Cranbourne, if you can follow that. Oh, yes. Triangle, about there. Mm. So I've never done any tests from down there, but it's crossed my mind from time to time. It'd be good fun. You could just have a little corner of the paddock and put a little booth and a tenors there. Yeah. You could certainly re- put all your HF and MF missions there. Oh, yes, we need... Anyway, it doesn't matter. Hmm. So yeah. if you want to choose a place you'd, for 160, it, the mountains aren't really much use. When you go down there, Mr Wick, you should um, just do reciprocal tests and try and get an idea of what strength the cast, um, cast stations are like. It's, um, 
I know driving at, when I was doing some 160 mobile tests, uh, you can get in from Cranbourne quite well with just, you know, the whip tenors on the car, whereas um, going up towards uh, Grovedale, once you, you go past Listerfield, basically, in the hills, it just, there's nothing there at all. So it would be uh, much better in, in that respectable. Yeah. That would be... Should have left the tower down at her place. You should have. Oh, well, still, I've got a tele master we can put up. Oh, yes, 50-foot top-loaded telemaster would be very nice indeed. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, sorry, I didn't mean to butt in again, but I just thought, you know, that's uh, useful. A bit of information. You'll have to start twisting again, uh, Branch. Let's twist again. Oh, oh. No. where's all that hum coming from? Is it coming from... I think it's coming from... Just came on at the end of the week. Oh, that's better. Ah, oh, oh. yes, I know what that was. It's, um... The other the other channel was, was uh... Sounds like a bulk eraser. It's bulk hum. I think it's, um... The uh, the recorder's turned itself off and uh, it's hum coming through or something. Oh, yeah. The, the log missions. Yes. It's funny, just as I flipped a key, it did it. Do you know how things always happen like that? <laughs> yeah. The lights always dip when you plug in a PowerPoint or put something across the high tension. Yeah. It's often totally unrelated. I think even a block over somewhere like Colac would work quite well. For people in Colac, it would be quite good. No, I, I listen to um, 3CV during the day here quite nicely. But they run uh, 5 kilowatts. Oh, yeah, but um, they, they really blast through, mm. and there's very little QSB or fading. Yeah. So it sounds like there's a lot of ground wave coming through. Like, it's very flat, sort of from Melbourne out to there. Oh, yes, yes. Mountains or um, it's good grazing country and all the rest of it. Geelong would be very good. It just, would be on just, the peninsula. Just outside Geelong, any little block out there. Mm. Port Arlington or this is VK3ASE. <laughs> yeah, any stations that used to come on from that area used to be very strong. Mm. So Brian, it's Brian from Wester. Brian, I wonder if Brian Zagorowski still listens. Yeah, we quite often go through um, Whitsdale. Yes. Because Anna's parents are down there. Well, you should get another little block on near Wetsdale. Yeah, something. Maybe the old 3GL tenors is still up and you could load that. Oh, wouldn't that be a complete last? Mm. It's annoying when you go past places you see derelict tenors and you think they could be used for uh, more useful purposes. Yeah. Well, it's still taining when you drive through Ballarat or something and you're sort of 50 or 100k away and you can tune into 3BA or um, mm. or the same with Colac or even um, 3WV. Yeah, well, that's 50 kilowatts, of course. Now, when they decommission 3WV, when all the ABC goes to digital audio broadcasting, there might be a very nice um, top-loaded tenor. station. <laughs> that's right. They come through fairly well during the day, too. They do. Well, they were designed to, of course. Yeah. That when Melbourne got bombed, they could submit all the missions from... Uh, oh, really? From, uh, yeah. That was in the main plan, to have a, a major station that could be received OK in the metropolitan area. Yeah. During hostilities. Nowadays they just try and do it on an FM and nobody would be able to hear it more than 50k away. Well, interesting you say Bendigo 3BO, which used to be pretty just a hiss here on AM, on FM it's uh, very listenable and, you know, comes through very well. Yeah, I, I sort of, like, when we, whenever we go out on a little country trip, I tend to lose the, the Melbourne FM fairly quickly. Oh, yeah. Um, I can remember just when it was getting started... And um, KZ was still down on AM. Oh, yes. You'd lose the FM and um, quickly flip down to the AM band and there was KZ blasting through for pretty well as long as you wanted it. That's right. Just during the day. Of course, night time was even 
rotating. Well, KZ used to boob into uh, when I went to 19, uh, well, about 10 years ago or something more, I uh, went to New Zealand and KZ was just booming in. Oh, yeah. And I made a tape and gave it to the Beck and he gave it to the uh, Janiers, whatever his name was. Biology, I think. So she's actually one of the few people on the air who's actually uh, educated. She was very, very aggressive on, um, on LO. Is that? Yes, yes. She didn't seem to last that long. I think she's back on again. Is she? Yeah, it was just the summer season she was off. Okay. But, <clears throat> yes, you listen to her on FM and it just sounds like, you know, someone speaking and you switch, you know, press the AM button on LO and it's a tot like it's just, it's a totally different character voice. It's just muffled and distorted and just squeaked and just, I mean, it's just terrible comparing the two. On the AM. Yeah, but I mean, that's with the bad car sievers and their terrible pressions yeah. and the whole lot. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, AM could sound a lot better, of course, but... Um... I'll never forget, we went up to um, oh, Sydney or Brisbane doing lift missions, fixing mm. some lifts or something, and um, we got into a guy in the car, and he had music blasting out of the stereo or whatever it was, yep. and um, drove along for five or ten minutes, and it, to me it was obviously FM, but it, it turned out it was AM, and it was one of these... Phi AM sievers that would receive stereo. Oh, oh yes. Synchrodyne and all the rest of it. There are a few cars had those, yeah. Yeah. And I, I couldn't pick it. I wasn't really paying any attention. I just thought, mm. oh, yeah, there's the FM blasting away. And then when I heard the guy say it was 2UE or yeah. whatever he said, um, I was absolutely boggled. It's I occasionally had a look around to see if there was anything available, but I haven't come across anything. It's a pity they... Um... I think it was a Phillips sievers. Right. They lost their um, they lost the plot because if they had have marketed AM Hi-Fi AM properly uh, when it first came in, it could have had an impact. And uh, if the stations you know do a, don't stuff their signal, it can sound very good. Well, I wasn't paying much attention. The, the Beck seemed to be well up with all that stuff. But mm. were they were they trying different standards or? Well, no, we had the there were two standards. Yeah. Uh, we had there was the. Um, was it Magnavox or Motorola system or whatever in the US? If the Beck's listening, he'll be jumping up and down in bed because he knows that I'm. D I don't know what I'm talking about. But does, does the Beck still listen? Yeah, yeah, he still still does listen. Yeah. Now he's. I don't know if he's doing early morning missions now, but he, he does. Uh, I think he's one of the listeners. Um, I've heard him on the AK. Yeah. Um, but oh, and he's been doing the weather. That's right. Yes, big weather man on yeah. the line. Yeah. Yeah, good to see getting a, a bit of a show there. Yeah. Um, Yes, a few dollars <laughs> in the pocket. How come he was doing the weather with us? Was the um... Mar Man has gone to a conference on say... weathermen? Oh, okay. In Paris, they have such a thing. Apparently so. They all show off their sticks. <laughs> yes, that's uh, sticks and pointers. <laughs> they did uh, a few weeks ago. They did a live Mar missions down at Cape Shank. Oh right. And uh, I had uh, I had a look at it. And they took satellite gear down there to test the satellite missions and everything. <laughs> yeah. And when it came on, it had a very heavy interference pattern all over it. Oh, yeah. And I thought, somebody has forgotten that there's a kilowatt on 312 kilohertz triangulation beacon antennas uh, basically connected to the, uh, the Cape Shank lighthouse. Oh, yes. And apparently it's a real problem because no one there knew about it, but what it does, there's... There's a beacon, I'm pretty antiquated, I'm amazed it's still running because no one would use it now, it's all GPS, but there's a beacon 
I think it's 312 kilohertz. There's a beacon at Cape Shank, one at King Island, one at Cape Otway. Mm. And it's time multiplex. One comes on for a minute, goes off, the other one comes on, and they send more beacons. So is the herringbone going on and off? Well, the thing is that... The, the herringbone would be on, they'd go and fiddle with things and go off, we've fixed it. Then we'd come back on again five minutes later and apparently they're running around like that. And, of course, it came on just as the man came up. Oh, yeah. And then it went off just as he went off. <laughs> but um, I think uh, they could have just wound the coax around and uh, a nice big uh, ferrite or something might have stopped it. <laughs> but it's quite a hefty signal and it's basically um, what it is. It's a T-Tenors, there's a tower... Mm with one side of it, and the other side is the actual lighthouse itself. So the actual vertical part is only about, you know, 100 feet away from the tower and it's emitting all this bilge. Oh, straight. So it's not surprising all their long runs of coax and leads up the tower, up yeah. the lighthouse, it, it got feared with... So there we are, the old uh, <laughs> uh. triangulation beacon, which I'm amazed is still running, but there might be a few mariners there who the only navigation equipment they've got is a long-wave sievers, and they can... <laughs> probably nobody now, I suppose. But still. It's a pity you don't go on these missions anymore. You could have um, gone down and thrown a brick at the, at the bottle. Well, he could have just disconnected it. A few ships sink while <laughs> doing the weather. <laughs> yeah. You could ring up the Department of um, Navigation and say, could you turn off this beacon because we want to do missions down here? Department of Youth. Yes, Department of Youth. I should, um, I should try turning up the Deves, or is it already too high on that Seavers? Well, give it a go, give it a Down, go. One, two, one, two, one, two. This, that's winding it up. Sounds like it's about 6 dB up there. I reckon you could... Uh, can you cut the base anymore? Put a, a, a 0.05 in the line or something? Uh, not easily. Oh, no, it's gone that's, too far there. Yeah. One, two, three, four. That's just on the edge there, I think. Yeah, turn it down a little bit. Uh, one, two, three, four... That's cleaner. OK. But it's in the hiss. <laughs> oh, OK. Wind it up a bit more. One, two, three, four... Yeah, that's five. probably... It's just on the verge of clipping S on base. Six. OK. So, um... Oh, so the base is actually overpowering the thing. It is. That's what seems to happen. I'm only listening out of the, um, the B40 at the moment. Yeah. I've plugged the cans into the 600 ohm out. The B40's got a, a high two-inch speaker, hasn't it? No, I've got the cans plugged into oh, that. Oh, right. There's a 600 ohm out on the front. Ah, oh, good. So I've got the cans plugged into that. Now, we'll see how far your B40 is. Yeah. Tell me when you can start to hear a difference in the emissions. Oh, what, what are you going to do? How does that sound? Does that sound very good to you there? Any difference? Well, it's only 8K wide. Right. Can you hear... I'd, I'd, have, I'd have to tune off the side. Is this a treble difference or... A... I'm just cutting the treble. You just leave it in the centre, see what difference it makes. Now, does that sound the same as it was before? No, it sounds... It's, hang on. That's you sound different there. Are you yeah, off, I'm, I'm cutting mic? myself. Yes. Oh, I was going to say, you sound a bit muffled. Right, that's for uh, 3.2k. Yeah. Testing, test, test. Your uh, S's have gone. Right, that's up at 4k. Test, 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 test. Now, I can just hear them, but they sound phase shifted. Right, that's 5k. Test, 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 test. That's, that's better. Right, oh, that's quite a wide sieve. It's quite wide. Winding up 6k. Oh, that's lovely. It must be a very wide sieve. That's much better. That's good. 8k. Oh, we'll give you super, um, super pre-emphasis boost. Yeah. There we are. There, how's that? Nice and... No, leave it, leave it on spread spectrum. OK. Oh, I can hear my own is coming back. Oh, there we are. Test. Oh, how about that? Hmm. Hmm. Do oh. you listen off-air or just offline? Oh, no, I'm listening off-air, off, air, off yeah. the uh, mod monitor. That sounds bloody awful, doesn't it, off-air, when you put it down to 3K? 
It does. It sounds absolutely, uh, yeah, absolutely housematic. It's amazing how much uh, you know things. You put a normal AMC, but it, it just sounds absolutely house completely. Andy's getting quite interested in all this because oh, when I, I was getting noise coming out of the B40 because it's on the same bit of wire going at the window. Yes. The next minute he came trotting down the stairs with a ferrite rod in his hand. <laughs> really? Well, he's doing very well. <laughs> Which does actually do a bit of job. Mm, he could uh, be the, take, continue the uh, things on to the next generation. <laughs> Into the next millennium. I don't know if Christopher sort of... I don't know if Christopher sort of... Well, he's interested, but uh, I think he's had so much of it he's sort of not really... Oh, he's not old enough yet. I mean, Andy's 14 now. Oh, he's he's well, only just started taking an interest, He'll really. build his first mitters very soon. <laughs> yeah. What I think will happen is well, they all get interested in putes. Yeah, it's I mean, a pity. He, he says they're playing games. Mm. Although I must admit, a friend of his actually asked me for a um, uh, a copy of a Visual Basic compiler. So that oh, yes. that actually showed some degree of interest in in things other than just playing games. But uh, yes, the old boredom. Yes, a problem. The uh, hang on, let's plug it in there. Um, yeah, look, there's nothing wrong with boredoms, but they are sort of it's a virtual sort of entertainment. It's not quite the same as building your own tenors and mitters and things, is it? No, no. And uh, voice voice on the internet has got a long way to go. It's a bit juddery. They're doing some experiments at work and um, um, setting up sort of uh, remote dissemination of um, image and voice and so on. Right. But as far as sending um, images or two frames a second video, there's no real problem there, but um, audio is a waste of time. It's just getting these dropouts every five or ten seconds just makes the thing absolutely useless. I mean, it's, it's good for a novelty, mm. novelty factor, but um, for anything serious... What they do is they um, they emit the images on the internet and they set up a um, conference call on Tings. Do they? And do their audio with the conference Tings. Well, although, I mean, some of those uh, audio sites, um, Cool FM, that comes through OK. Oh, when I listen on using real audio or whatever, I, if I'm lucky, I might get 20 seconds without a break. Is that right? It used to be a lot better yeah. when, it, when it first started about two years Look, ago. you mentioned that. Um, I used to get... I could sit there and listen for an hour with hardly a yeah. break, but now it's really... Well, it could be, could be our site. Well, I think... It uh, could be Syro. Um, I did a bit of... I haven't done much audio lately, but um, I've listened to a few things off the net uh, in streaming in uh, real time, and um, they either work... Like, you get sometimes get a UK site that doesn't work too well because it's a low, you know, sort of coming via who knows where, but it seems to work OK. Um, no, just things like King FM or... Um, yeah, it sounds... Like, so you're still getting good results? Well, King or, or Cool or whatever, mm. I would say I could listen to... I might have one glitch every 10 or 15 minutes, I guess. Oh, that's, that's no problem. I mean, I must... I mean, going no. to cord the jingles off air, off the thing, because a bit of a laugh, you know, hear about what's happening in uh, Las, Las, Las Vegas. It's a laugh. You sit there... Two o'clock in the morning, listening to the traffic jam. That's right. In Boston. Yes, yes. Off, um, off King FM. Mm. You suddenly get a break in all this classical music. Yeah, it's completely hilarious. Yeah, it's. Um, I mean, it, yeah, what do you expect? Shoving it down a phone line, really. It's all good novelty value. It's like the novelty value is just absolutely unbelievable. Mm. 
But um, compared to talking like this, it's just nothing. Well, look, the, those experiments I did with the, the internet phone talking to uh, people overseas, the quality, it, 20 metres SSB is far better. Oh, that was, that was absolutely super toning, that stuff. Yeah, from, it wasn't too was bad. Nine months ago. Would have been, yeah. 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 I, look, I haven't done any of that either. I mean, I, you know how you, the thing with computers, you get enthused with things, then they get become boring. Yeah, it's that, not a long-term interest. Yeah, that was super toning. I talk, must do talk, some talking more. Of, talking of the long. Yeah. Oh, we're not allowed to talk about the long. No, we can't. It's, oh. it's censored. We'll get uh, okay. well, the well, QC will come and... Uh, we'll I, won't, get a, I won't say that. No. But, yes, it's, it, it works quite remarkably well. Yeah. But uh, it's got, as you say, it's got a fair way to go. But it does actually work, and uh, the quality. But King FM and those, those, the the real Audio Three uh, can sound quite almost tings in it. You know, sound quite good. You've got to pay money to get the casting end of that, haven't you? Like the server costs you money. Now, it's all changed. They give the receiving away for free. Yeah, I think that's just freeware. Yeah, I think the server you can get. Look, I'm not quite sure how it works. Once you had to get a special server and a special um, like, it, it wouldn't just fit on your website. It had to go through all this stuff. But I think now you can get a server. It doesn't cost much. And you can actually put streaming audio on your own private site. And it doesn't. you don't have to... The actual ISP doesn't have to have a, a, a real audio serving department on it. Hmm. Um, but I just haven't had time to research it all. Yeah, no, I just assumed it cost money, so... Mm, it doesn't cost worry much. About you know, 20 bucks or something. Oh, yeah. Um... Like the the big servers, if you're running a commercial site, because they cost big money, mm. but just a uh, basically uh, a, a local one isn't too bad. But I've stuck with the uh, download because it, it doesn't matter how bad people's lines are, they'll still get the missions eventually. <laughs> yeah, those three-minute clips. Yes, that's clips. right. They're very popular. <laughs> the agar fish spew. That's right. Well, there's somebody on the, on the line. Mm. Yeah, they're reasonably fine. Yeah, that's quite quite. It sounds sort of a bit funny, mm. a bit short waveish, really, isn't it? All swishing around. But ten years ago, it didn't work at all. Mm. I mean, the first uh, attempts of audio on the net were absolutely hopeless. So, what's happening at the work missions? So, but it's tolerable now, is it? Oh well, it's tolerable at the moment, I suppose. Yeah, um, think a few things have changed. You're obviously still doing shift missions. Yes, it's a bit of a pain. I'm, I'm sick of shift work nowadays. Oh, I thought that'd be quite handy, actually. Ah, oh, not when you're both trying to work and you've got, you know, family commitments. It's seeing each other. Well, yes, and it's a, a lot of, you know, often you don't come home till late. It's sort of, you know, it's not, it's not a very equitable situation sometimes. You're running around. Oh, and you miss seeing the twigs. Well, that can happen. Yeah, yes. Uh-huh. So. Um, I'm work, like I'm working this weekend. All I had last weekend off, I suppose, not too bad. So it's a nine-day fortnight, whatever they call it. Something like that, yes. Yeah. yeah. Now, your, your um, official site at the missions, yeah. do you still have any, uh, any gopher, gopher pages on that? No, not that I... I don't think we've ever had any gopher pages on there. Yeah, because I... I was looking around. There still are some Gopher sites, but most of them haven't been updated since about 1993. Yeah. No, Gopher was sort of just fading out when I started there. Right. In 93, end of 93. Like, it was it was there on the system, but when I sort of pointed to it to people, they sort of said, oh, yes, yes. You know, the web is now the thing. Mm. Well, it, the, the Weather Bureau have a Gopher site, 
Ag, I forget what the address is, but I usually go to that rather than the website because it's just so fast. Oh, yeah. And you just click on it and boom, the weather forecast and observations just pop up in sort of ASCII text, text but who cares? Yeah. And it's, um, it's all there. Yeah, that's the problem, isn't it? The web, the web is just so slow. Although for text, I mean, they could just put a text page up and it would be just as fast. Mm. It's just that they insist on having all these maps and funny click things and all this rubbish which you don't really need. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, from that point of view, I, I find news, using the news rather than the web, to be, um, to be very good for finding stuff. It is. You can spend a lot of time on the news, can't you? Oh, it's extremely time-consuming. Mm. But, but um, you know, compared to clicking on something and then waiting 30 seconds while it says contacting blah, blah, oh, blah. Oh, yes, yeah. And then it says blah, blah, blah has been contacted and it sits there for another 15 seconds. That's right. And then you get stalled written down the bottom. Mm. And on and on and on it goes. Yeah. Um, compared to that, sort of browsing through the news is far quicker. Plus it's more interactive. It almost is, isn't it? You, know, you see something that that's of great interest and you quickly um, start typing something up Yeah. and um, send it off. And the interesting thing is, of course, that you know, if you want to find a topic, you can, you can actually look at the archives just in... Uh, yeah, go to Deja Vu. That's right. Deja News, rather. And you can find out what people have said about certain things over the last few years. Hi, Caesar. I've got this dog's head at the window. Oh, right, the dog's head. I can hear this tail thumping. <laughs> mm, yeah, the thing is, there's so many news groups, though. I mean, to go through them and work out what's interesting would take you 20 years. Oh, that, that. <coughs> Who's ringing <coughs> it this time? Coffee. Hello? Now, yeah. that's um, not the normal feedback line, and that's not very good to ring because it rings inside as well. So the 019 number's off, and I haven't got access to it at the moment, I'm afraid. Um... Yes, the news servers are very good. Um, of course, you can set up a news, uh, a news type thing on a website. You just get the software and bang it in, and you can do the same thing. Yeah. You can yeah. send threads, and uh, it just looks like a, a news thing. Mm. So you can have your own little 160 uh, meter well, news well, site. With the server, I had quite a bit of trouble when I first arrived down at Port Melbourne. Oh, yes. They're not, not the easiest thing in the world to look after. Well, the, the Unix ones are not any pain in the neck. Mm. You know, every now and then. Every week or two, I'd get a message that the disk had overflowed. Yeah. Because I had the ratio set wrong, or yeah. there was no feedback on the system. Yeah. So you'd try and cut out a few groups, or um, or set the expiration dates from three weeks back to two weeks, or or whatever. It all sounds very complex. Do you still? Is that still part of your duties? No, no. I lost all that when we moved yeah. to Clayton. Well, that's a bit of a pain. I sort of went for a. The same sort of factors as you went yeah. for 12 months ago. Mm. As I was explaining when you were over here last. That's right. Well, so that's a bit disconcerting. But a bit of factors. I guess being in charge of a site, that would have been the sort of up-and-coming big-time uh, job these days, isn't it? Oh, well, you were flat out. I mean, it's in, in a way it was good, but I was absolutely flat out. I couldn't really do anything else but chase around fixing people's PCs. Yeah. Like with 120 PCs on the, on the net... There, there weren't many days that you'd come in and, and the phone didn't ring with somebody having blown something away. Yeah. You know, my Excel my doesn't work. <laughs> so you'd walk up to them and try and figure it out and apologetically say, look, I'm sorry, I've never used Excel. <laughs> <laughs> I really only look after the network. Oh, dear. So you really had to be almost like a, you know, 
uh, servicing department. Well, I really knew the... nothing about PCs when I turned up there. So yeah, customer service. I sort of learnt fairly quickly. Mm. Well, the only way to learn is to use them, of course. Yeah. You know, getting one at home was obviously necessary. It's like... I mean, we've had a PC here for years and it was never used, really used very much. Well, I've still never really used things like Excel or... Um... It's very good. Well, I use it for that other business I do. Oh, that's right. And, yeah. um, good for I... doing additions and yeah. cross-references and... You can make charts and... Relationships and... Yeah. It's amazing what it does, but it, it, like it, it's a learning curve. You don't just... It, like, it takes you a few weeks to know what it all... You know, just basically how, how to run well, the system. You can draw graphs. Oh, yeah, you can draw graphs. Nice things with it, which I wouldn't have the faintest idea how to do. Oh, you can do all that sort of stuff. And how it's, do you do that with macros or something? I don't know. You just, just click on these things. Built it's built in. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, so it's quite a powerful tool. Um, but, yeah, we, I mean, we had a PC here for years and it didn't get used much, but it's only the, since we got the, the Pentium, what, two years ago, that I suppose the got onto the net and also use it for other things. It's sort of, it's in basic, it's a, it's a tool, it's on every day, it's just used. But have you got lots of games for um, Christopher to play? We have no games. I have never played a computer game. The kids love them. Do they? Well, they, they can love them somewhere else because <laughs> I, I have nothing, like, people say, oh, you've got games, this, that and the other thing, and I've never, I prefer to, I mean, how, how can you learn to use Excel or something if you're playing silly games? <laughs> I think about two-thirds of ours is games. You know, most people seem to have um, spend most of their time playing games. Oh, some of the games, um, especially the shareware ones, the, yeah. fr- the freeware ones, mm. um, like um, the talking mathematical one, oh, yes. uh, are quite good. Mm. I mean, they can sit there and do their sums and um, hangman, learning to spell and stuff like that. It's quite, oh, yeah. quite educational. Oh, well, look, yes, well, no doubt. We'll, uh... Things like that. Well, I haven't sort of tried to promote it, so uh, we've just... Uh, Keep it quiet. Basically, yeah. Yeah. Mm. But it's uh, yeah, a very useful uh, <laughs> piece of equipment. But no, I've never played a computer game. Well, I've never played a computer game. Haven't you? Oh. At the third stroke. Yes, old Gordon Gow's no longer on the time clock. It's Bill Peach, or... No, not Bill Peach. Um, someone Peach. Doing the time. Yes. And the wheels have gone. The wheels have gone. The it's big, all on the bottom now. Big glass wheels have disappeared. That's right. Yeah. They should have kept it, really. Mm. The thing is, they replace it with someone who sounds exactly the same. Still sounds like 1930. Oh. The interesting thing is that one of the reasons they said they'd replace the, uh, the wheels they're wearing out and getting noisy. What, the glass photographic wheels? That's what they said. Oh, yeah. And if you listen to... I've got a... I dubbed off a film here that was made by the PMG department when they installed that, that wheels thing. Yeah. Actually, you'd be interested. I must I'll give you a copy of it. And the audio just sounded as crackly then in 1952 as it did <laughs> in 1990. Oh, yeah. At the third stroke, it'll be 5.52 precisely. I wonder if they use variable... Um, density. Variable or, density. <laughs> I'm not sure what it was. Instead of whatever it was, variable pitch. Do you realise that they had, before that, it was live, they had people used to sit at a desk. The receptionists plugging in their plugs. And they looked at a clock and they just read the time live. 20 past three. That's right. (laughs) And they couldn't... um... I mean, um, (laughs) the big hand is on. Yes. 
and they had to change the shifts quite regularly because it was such a you know, tedious job to do. Oh, that's interesting. So they actually had a time service before... Oh, yes, yeah, it's on this film. You know that old mic you had, that funny booby thing? Yeah. There was a desk in a little sort of soundproof room. Oh, it was with, just the one person. Yeah, with a, with a mic and a clock, and the woman would just read out, at the third stroke, you know, just what's on the time clock. I wonder if you could get a busy signal... Did you actually have to get through one-on-one or could anyone ring up and it just got... Oh, I suppose it just got multiple. I think they had multiple, just like just the recorded things, yeah, multiple. Anyone could dial in. Yeah, and they had, on the, one of the scenes, the woman's giving the tone, the, the, the time signal, and when they change every 20 minutes, there's another woman at the back, and between the signals they change a the chair and the, the other woman sits <laughs> in and starts reading, doing the thing. That is unbelievable. And they <laughs> exported it, came from London... Or England, this, all this equipment, boxes of equipment, came off the ship. It's all shot in nice technicolour. Boxes of women <laughs> sitting there. I wonder if they said the same thing at the third stroke. Yes. Uh, at you, the third stroke. You could have some cryptic messages that would be quite, uh, quite hilarious. Why do, they say at, why, why do they say at the third stroke? Well, a bit, bit, bit. It's really a pip. It is a pip, yeah, but maybe... At the, at the third pip. Yeah, maybe they, people didn't un- understand pips in those days. It was yeah. all strokes, like a, like a clock, I suppose. Mm. But, uh, yeah, so it survived for you know, 40 years or something. I saw a, there was a circuit in um, this month's um, EA for a, a time time um, synchronising thing off, off WWV, would you believe? Oh, really? How to, how to um, synchronise your little... Electronic clockies off WWV, which I thought was a bit of a laugh because, I mean, really, again, I think the internet has just about taken over that. Um, well, the trouble is the internet isn't real time because no, all packets are going all over the place. Oh, I know that they allow for that. Do they? You just put this little demon on mm. your system, which you can get off the net, just download it, and um, each time you you log in, it finds itself a little time server somewhere on the net and locks you in. And somehow or other it allows for the packet transit time. I don't know how. Well, when they closed down VNG, there was a hell of a stink and they had to open it up again. Is that still going? If they moved, they closed it because they had to move out of the site in uh, um, Cranbourne or Lyndhurst, whatever it is. Yeah. The, the tenors are still up there. No, the tenors are down. The building's still there, but it's used... Oh, have they taken the tenors down there? Oh, yeah, it's been down for quite a while. I've, I've been past there and seen some tenors, I thought. Well, they're not there now. Oh, Nothing is, at all. This is six months ago. Yeah. There's just the brick building. It's just used the storeroom, I think. They closed it down. What, and what are they actually saving by closing things like that down? It must be absolutely trivial, the savings. Ten kilowatts a day, I suppose, aren't they? Oh, yeah, yeah, but what does the government use per day? And but everything else. Electricity. Well, what happened? They there was such a like exploration companies, the navy, and all these people wanted it back again. So they uh, they put it all in a box and sold it to the the VNG consortium, who now run it from Landilo, which is outside Sydney. Yeah, I, I got the impression there was one in Sydney. Yeah, and it's the old VNG equipment. Yeah, we're getting feedback, Andy. So what they've done... Andy just came down the oh, stairs g'day, Andy. With, with a GX <laughs> the GX five seaters. I think he's going to sleep. He must be about to... Well, it is quarter to two. Yes, I think we'll close it, close fairly soon. Um, uh, yep, that turns it off. Say goodnight to the stew. Goodnight. Goodnight, have a nice sleep. Oh, he said have a nice sleep. Andy can't hear because I've got the cans on. Oh, right, OK. Hang on. I'll put the cans on uh, Andy's head for a minute. 
It's very hissy, Andy. Yep, it is hissy. Hiss on the line. Yep, I'm on the radio now. Very good. Okay, good night. Good night. Back to Tony. All right, put the cans back on my head. He's just walking out the door. Yeah, sorry. Yes, oh, they, uh, they've started it in VNG and they got... Um, you know... I, yeah, when I tuned in, it, it said, when I heard it on the B40, it said it was coming from somewhere outside Sydney. Yeah. So that's what it is. Yeah, it's the same stuff, same gear. Ah. So I, I tuned in and I thought, oh, don't tell me Sydney have taken some other thing. Well, the only trouble is, of course, that they're off for about six months and they reallocated the frequencies they had, 4.5, 7.5 and 12 megahertz. So now they are on the, the WWV channels. So it means you don't get a clean feed of WWV anymore, which what? is a pain. They're on the same frequency? They're on 2.5, 5 and 10 megs. Oh. So they've just, they're zero beating with WWV. Bloody hell. One thing they do, at least, they give you the time instead of before they never told you. There's a, you know, the, the spot voice says it's 15 hours G, you know, UTC or whatever. Oh, so that's, it's actually going, it's actually still running because of demand. Well, apparently, see, what it is, prospectors, surveyors out in the bush, all this sort of stuff, people in the sea who don't have access to internet or whatever, well, they probably do now, but... They want to get up at 9 o'clock in the morning and dig for a nugget. Yeah. Now, the thing is that um, you could have a satellite connections and all that, but it's a lot cheaper to have a shortwave sievers, isn't it? Yeah. Have a Sony sievers to punch it up and there it is. Yeah. So... That's why they had to reinstate it. The Navy had... When WW, uh, VNG went off, the next day the Navy started their own system because they needed it. Right. But... Um, that's still going, is it? It's still going. It's, C, it's, it's, it's not exact... It's um, single sideband, not AM. So you don't get an, an absolute uh, frequency thing. And that's why they wanted to go back to big power AM for the, uh, for the announcements. Oh, yeah. So it's all... Uh, well, I wonder what's going to happen with HF... With all, all this move towards satellite stuff and um, internet and all the rest of it, you'd think HF had, you know, oh, be, uh, tons of room up there, but um, the, the pressure doesn't seem to be backing off particularly. Oh, I think there's a fair bit of pressure backing off, really. I mean, can you imagine doing this on 3670 kilohertz ten years ago? Oh, true. I mean... As far as our bands are concerned, there's certainly much less activity. Well, see, one of the... the Bad things though. They've cut cut back Radio Australia. Of course, you know, one of the things was short waves and old technology. No one uses it anymore. The internet, blah blah blah. But it's still a major form of um, communications to third world countries. Oh, that, that was absolutely ridiculous. Closing down um, Darwin. Yeah. Into um, into the Asian area. That was the. It's the old um, four thousand DS, of course. Crush the earlobe here. Yes, they're quite amazing recorders, really. Yeah, mine died. I was a bit disappointed when the um, speed suddenly went for a warble. Is that right? Well, oh uh, well. Of all the quarters I've had, I've had you know relay control quarters and super quarters and you know, all these high fanged dangled quarters. I'm recording you now on my original 4000DS. Well, I wish mine was still going. It was one of the best machines I ever had. They were so simple. Mm. I didn't really mind every seven or eight years buying another set of heads. Yeah. This, I, this one that's sitting here with the motor rectors has got 
virtually a brand new set of heads in it. Oh, yes. So if you ever get short of some heads... In fact, next time you're over, I should just give you the, um, the remains. Well, sometimes you can find them in second-hand places for $50. Yeah, I, I eventually... Akai put me onto a um, sort of a distributor in Adelaide. And I rang him up and, sure enough, he had a couple sitting there. Gee, that's amazing. So that was... Um, that was a fair while ago. That was five years ago. Yeah, probably not. The, the demand for them now is almost nil for yeah. reel-to-reel, just recording the boredom. Well, these ones that I've got in the machine now haven't been refaced yet, So, and, and I used to get at least one refacing out of them. Yeah. With the toothpaste and the, <laughs> the um, emery paper. Ted emery paper. Yeah. I will. Lo- can't wait to get rid of linear missions. I mean, really... Um, Nice if you could use the boredom. Yeah. However, the boredom audio, as good as it is, even on the web files, uncompressed. Oh, hang on. Anna's there. Just a sec. Yep, standing by. Yeah. Hello. Hi. Hey. Just talking to the studio. Oh, am I keeping you awake? Yeah, go on. Yeah, as I said... I missed uh, the last bit. Uh, what was... Oh, yes. Oh, the, the, the five quarters. Yes, even, um, like, recording on the boredom on, you know, uncompressed files, uh, it doesn't sound... It's certainly not CD quality to what I... It just... There's something funny about it. Oh, yeah. Uh, it could be my sound card, I don't know. No, but, I haven't had any problem. But certainly, like, the, the hi-fi VHS quarters is a very economical way of doing it. Yeah, didn't you have a problem, though, with um, the the system there being on very close to 1.8 megs or something? I have a problem um, playing the back. I've got to be careful where the quarters is and earthing and the whole lot. And it's not signal getting into the the mains or into the you know the audio lines. There's obviously one of the subcarrier frequencies is close to 160 and it, it causes problems. But, um, I mean, that's... Using it for logging. Well... For, I don't use it for logging because I can't guarantee it's recording, mm. uh, but it plays back okay. If there's no missions? Um, well, if there is missions, but you have to be careful where you're, um, where it's put. What, where the missions frequency is put? Uh, no, where the, the quarters is in relation to the tenors, basically. Oh, yeah. Um, like every time I change the tenors, I have to move the quarters around the garage or, you know, funny positions. Obviously, it, it has to be in a sort of a little null of fields, you know, field null or something for it oh, to work yeah. properly. Yep. But I mean, really, they weren't meant to be to be playing ten feet away from a one sixty tenors, were they? No, no. Oh, I just thought the main problem was the fact that they were very close in frequency. Oh, I think th- I think that is. I think one of the frequencies is very close. Somewhere around one point eight megs or something. Yeah, that's right. I mean, it's a pretty amazing system. I mean, a three dollar tape can give you. Uh, Super fi, and you don't need to worry. You know how when you're using reel to reel, you put a tape on, and you know it's you've got to equalise it, and the hiss, the, the sibilance are splatting a bit, and there's a bit of hiss. But with the fire quarters, it either works or it doesn't. Yeah, yeah. I, I always found the main problem was, apart from the fact that there was hiss there, there was always hiss at three and three quarters. Yeah. But um, main problem was the fact that after two years, the heads were on the way out, or you know the alignment being very critical. Yeah. And all the rest of it, it's just nice with the um, the VHS fire just to know that it's either there or it's not. That's right. The only trouble is, if it's not, it's unusable. Like, it just goes for a hiss and a judder. Oh, towards the end of a 
of a cassette, it can tend to do that on the cheap Acme stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like the last 15 minutes or so, it starts to get, um, I don't know what you'd call it, it's almost like a, an FM, well, I suppose it is FM. Yeah. An FM emissions that's going down below the noise level. Yep. It's interesting how the distortion you get on it, it just sounds like FM radio, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. It sounds like a bad FM signal. Yeah. Deviation, I found one thing... It, um, you've got to keep the deviation down a bit, otherwise they splat. Well, I didn't get much problem from that. They they tell you on the... Yeah, but I've got a VME across the input, so you just never have it running into the AGC. Oh, yeah. And uh, so it's sort of set up like that. But yeah. I found, like, playing music or whatever sounds fine, but cross bands are one of the hardest things to record, either on hi-fi, VHS or boredoms, because there's always, quite often the old ones, there's a background hiss... Right. Which stuffs up all the pro- all the processing, yeah. and there's a very uh, there's obviously a lot of energy in the high frequency, you know, over boosted. Yeah, well, sibilants always tend to go over mm. with, um, with speech, direct speech, anyway. That's right. But anyway, I'll, it'll all be bottomized soon. I'll put everything on a DVD RAM and put the whole missions on one disc, which you could do on a <laughs> double-sided DVD disc almost. Yeah, which would be quite remarkable. Yeah, well, the capacity's the only problem at the moment. Yeah. You can't put much... I don't know what, what you can fit on 600 meg on a CD. Well, I suppose you can fit about an hour on. You can fit if... It's still not um, much compared to a a, um, a long-play linear tape. If you use the ISDN standard of real audio, you've got a 20K response and you can fit 26 and a half hours of 20K audio mono on a CD. Oh, that's all right. And it sounds... There's nothing wrong with it, but if you listen carefully, you can hear it's cheating. There's funny little things going on in certain bits. No, it's not... It's obviously highly compressed, but it sounds sounds good. You know, it sounds OK. Yeah, it'll be reasonable for logging. Mm. I mean, it super tings. The response isn't the problem. It's just... Um, particularly if you've got a hiss in the background, you can hear it sort of being stuffed around with and things like that. Mm. But we'll probably be on tape for a while because just the process of changing it over is going to take so long, you know. Well, you haven't got one out there anyway. No, well, that's it. It's silly having a $3,000 boredom when you only need a $10 quarters. Well, they're still reasonably expensive. They are, yeah. To have sitting, sitting around, have two or three of them sitting around doing something like that. The other thing is just record everything on ordinary CD standard and just play it off bash CD players. That's the other thing. Oh, that's a, yeah, that's a point. Because you can get them for ten, uh, two dollars each. Well, if you buy a bulk lot, can you? Yeah, they're down to two dollars. The players? No, the the discs. Oh, the discs, yeah. Yeah. No, can I say the? Well, the players are a hundred dollars. Yeah. You get a second-hand one for a hundred dollars. Yeah, that's a that's a way of doing it, I suppose. Yeah. And mm. they only go seventy minutes, which is a pain. Yeah. That's at full quals. Yeah. Full quals stereo. But if you want to play it on an ordinary CD machine, you've got to go that standard, I suppose. Mm. But uh, anyway, we'll it's uh, yeah, we'll work it out as guests. Yeah. Mm, well, this has been, I think you know, a bit more work on the audio there, and this will be um, be quite a good linko. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it was a very very quick setup. Oh yes. yes. Just quickly. Um, Unwound the beamies and mm. stuck it out the door. Yeah, I'll, I'll go and wind it in again now. It's quite a good path. I mean, as I say, I can hear you on the. 
There you are, the on the handheld there, coming through quite well. Oh yeah, I'll just turn you off on the uh, the main speaker. There you are. Yep. Yep, that's that's coming through. It's sort of a bit bit hissy, but that's just with a little um, you know three inch antenna. So uh, UHF has its point to point. I've found in experimentation UHF is very good. Rivals VHF in many respects, oh, yeah. but particularly if you use gain antennas and things. But car to card or you know without, it's it's pretty hopeless. It's a yeah, it's sort of not you, as good as two. You seem to get about two goes about four times the distance. Yeah, oh, it's got got four times the yeah capture area, I suppose. It's sort of um, goes the square, wouldn't it? Yeah. Because I know, say, using two dual-band handhelds, which put out the same power on UHF and VHF, and the, the antennas, like, as a gain antenna on UHF and probably less than unity on VHF, mm. um, you sort of get about one, one and a half K on, on UHF and about six K on, uh, on VHF. Mm. The difference is quite, you know, quite marked. Oh, well, that's, that's according to theory. That's right. However, if you have a high sight... You run 100 watts and you've got a big gain antenna, um, UHF can actually work much better. Just because of beamies and things? Um, beamies, it gets into buildings better, sort of ducks down corridors and things. What UHF does? Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, it works much better into buildings than, uh, than VHF. Oh. I suppose that's why phones work, uh, you know, mobile phones work in buildings quite well. Yeah, true. Whereas VHF uh, sort of gets stuck at the front door. Mm. Won't come through. Oh, well, you've got no choice for phones. That's right. What frequency do they use? No, eight, nine hundred megs. Yeah, be fairly high. Yeah, which years ago it would have been exceptionally high, but now everyone's got one in their pocket. That's right. It's amazing, isn't it? Yeah. Hmm. All right. Well, look, thanks for coming up. It's been quite remarkable to hear you on. I'll go and wind the thing back in again. Yeah, and uh, this is just a, a brief test, but uh, hopefully we'll we'll work out some topics and have real big missions. Oh, it'll work like this. That's quite promising. Yeah. It's just the first night. Um, uh, yeah, I'm amazed how good the signal is. It's yeah. uh, it's quite good. Well, this little, little STC box does quite a reasonable job. Yeah, is it warm yet? Is it warm? Mm. Uh, Oh, very slightly. Yeah, they don't. They, they think they're pretty underrated. Yeah, I didn't even check the voltage. I'm not sure whether it's actually running on 12. Right. Below 12. Of course, they're the thing that Henry oversaw the installation of those in the fire brigade and uh, left after they went to UHF. Well, he he really saw these, didn't he? Oh yeah, yeah. He he was um, his last job last year was the changeover from um, from 160 to uh, UHF. I thought they went to VHF. Before they went to to UHF. No, that well, I had um, it was 80 megs AM or something, and 160, um, you know, the, the what's I had for years. Yeah. But they went straight from that to those star phones, little STC things. Oh right. And I've got tapes of Henry talking about it, and the range wasn't compared to the AM. It just wasn't good enough, you know. I think they're only five watts, and uh, compared to what they're used to with the one kilowatt misses at Eastern Hill. Oh, I think, yeah, I mean, you could hear that fire brigade metres anywhere. That's right. I mean, presumably you could go right down to um, 
Phillip Island and are still be blasting in. Oh, that's right, yes. Clifton Hill or wherever they had the thing. Well, as Henry said, the best one time, the, one of these old tapes, the, when, the, when the hotel burnt down at Healdsville, all the appliances went out there, and the next day he was, he was asked to go up to see the Brigadier General of the Fire Brigade, and he was congratulated that they had good communications all the way up to Healdsville. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which they probably couldn't do now. <laughs> on the old one, on the old system. That's right, the old AM system, old yeah. uh, medium wave. Okay. Well, thanks for coming up. Look, what I'll do when I'm on air, I usually leave this channel open because I'm usually monitoring um, off the other thing anyhow. So if you want to come up, just just uh, just come up and it, uh, you'll be heard. All right. Hmm. We're going to do any more tests. Yeah. All right. We'll say morning for now. Okay. We'll say morning. Okay. VK three AML often clear with VK three ASE. Right. VK three ASE has been working. Would you believe? VK three AML. Now, it's not a uh, time warp. This is a real missions. So hopefully this is the... Uh, towards the end of the millennium, millennium, we might be getting some more live branch missions, which will be all to the good. Tonight's probably we're just testing and uh, weren't really set up for big missions, but uh, hopefully some of the old topics of conversation will be uh, discussed, which will be all to the good and um, not many regrets, I don't think. 